Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, folks. Welcome back to the last Mountless Wire basketball podcast. We're back. Jeremy here, hang out with Andy. We have a, a website. I was going to say something else, but I need to mention our website, mwr.com. Subscribe, <laughs> read. We got a few new writers, so check that out. Um, how you doing? How's it going on this Wednesday night? You doing good? You feeling good? Doing all right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been, it's been a long, busy week. Been really uh, busy over at the other place where I'm at, you know, heatchecksbb.com, uh, launching the DPI gradebook and a lot of team rankings and player rankings and lots of analytics stuff going on over there. So <laughs> been on the grind kind of following, <laughs> you know, all the basketball that's going on, it's but it's, <laughs> but you know, the stuff that is, that is happening, it's been tough to kind of track a lot of the stuff that's not happening though. <laughs> uh, you know, all these teams that are going on pause on the tournaments that might get canceled or rescheduled games i don't know i've heard like five different opponents for gonzaga coming, for gonzaga coming up this weekend i don't know man so yeah it's going going pretty well but just uh Wait. it's kind of a wild very very busy busy time right i have a question here i'm looking at my dms i randomly sent you this lisa simpson gift which you made... did yeah no, how did that I, happen i just saw i don't know out. i forgot to, i forgot to mention it when we, when we got on the call yeah so i was waiting for you and i thought you were going to tell me you were ready to give me a call here and instead i got like a butt dial with a lisa simpson gift and like you know a how bunch of random Z's. oh my god i don't know i was i was cracking up over it and i wonder then, if there's yeah. a voice thing maybe i don't know i that is hilarious i don't i, I just picked up my phone I'm like oh i got a dm did i miss something from somebody or you i'm like no but okay <laughs> just me laughing at your at your butt dial. that's fine i don't know how that how, like <laughs> to search a gif and then get one and then type letters it takes a talent without knowing what you're doing and it's not just like one or two letters there's like 10 of them there yeah, a bunch it's of z's i got like a, a, of... a symbol over yeah, the a couple special of z too it was fun uh, okay interesting. okay <laughs> fair enough oh boy what a side turn this took uh, I was like, you're gonna figure, you're gonna find that someday, and it's gonna be, you know. So, and I did why, find it. And um, did all right, recording. So what? Why what better time? Exactly. I just sound like, oh, weird. Okay, but here's where we get to. We got hoops tonight. We do, you know, what we do here. We go through the power rankings. We talk about teams. We talk about some results from last week, this week. But we're gonna start with this. There's two things to discuss. It kind of 
it goes with what we discussed before about the conference tournaments. Last time we, we podcast, what was it, 27%? About a quarter coaches were like against it. I'm playing. Yeah, and I so, right. something like that. So, it's a good amount. So, there's 31 conferences, which means, uh, well, I'm not going to do the math, but three, <laughs> okay, 350 schools. So, it's probably about 140, something like that, whatever. It's a lot. But here's something interesting we found out because, you, as you mentioned, games are canceled, games are pushed around. It's like the West Coast Conference is a mess because half the teams are on COVID. It's pause right now. And like you said, Gonzaga wants to play half the teams, but they can't play anybody except rescheduled BYU for earlier. Right. But here's what's interesting we brought up before. We'll get to the New Mexico thing in a moment here because those two games of San Diego State officially canceled. No result, no word on the official result, whether no contest or forfeiture. Mm-hmm. But we talked about conference tournaments. So this is from Matt Norlander. Actually, it's from ESPN Sports Center where Scott Van Pelt and Seth Greenberg, which I don't know last time I watched Sports Center, but there's a good tweet about it. Basically, and we talked before, leagues have until February 26th to submit their auto bid scenario for this year, which means you don't have to have a tournament because Ivy League's never had a tournament except for the past couple years. They have a four teamer. Pac 12 never did for when did they even start? Mid 2000s? Yeah. Mid 2000s. Because, yeah, when I was growing up watching Oregon State, there were never tournaments. You know, it was like us. Us being the Pac-12 and mm-hmm. and the Ivy League were the only two conferences that weren't doing it at the time. It seemed like, um, but yeah, I think the Pac-12. I think they ditched it even before they got Colorado and Utah. Oh, it was way before. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were doing it when they were still the Pac-10. So yeah, I'd say mid 2000s, and then Ivy League was much later, probably like a couple of years. Like this has been like year three or four of the 14 tourney. Might be a little longer than that, but it's not that much. No, not much, that much longer, yeah. for sure. But basically, NSA doesn't want to tell leagues how to determine its AQ. So it's like as as not the selection committee's criteria, but we'll see. They say. But here's the thing about that, which is interesting, which is a smart move to do. I didn't know it was a yearly thing. So what this means is like, let's look at the Gonzaga scenario really quick, just because we mentioned last time the criteria is if you're not an auto bid, you have to wait in your hotel after after your tournament to go to Indy. And their tournaments typically a week before. It's like a Tuesday because they're all faith-based institutions. They don't really play on Sunday, especially BYU, because um, they can't and they don't. But their tournament ends like a Tuesday, and then they have the other tournament almost a whole week, week and a half almost, for, I guess a week. So they can decide. Like I've heard of interesting things like the Mountain West. Let's get to them. Like when we get to all the games, like as we mentioned before with Larry and other times. There's there's zero teams that we could say right now they're getting an that large bid. Do you still agree with that? That you can say guaranteed right now are getting that large bids. Like there's zero teams. If say all the teams, it's a weird scenario. But if you're gonna pick a team that gets an at large bid, would you guarantee any of the Mountain West teams to get in? Mm, no, I guess not. That's my point. Like there's yeah, gonna, no, I mean, there's gonna be one, and there's probably gonna be more than one. But like the CSU thing, they're splitting games with everybody. Utah State's on the outside like a bracket matrix. So like, what 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 would the Mountainless want to do? Because if you look at the West WCC, just because they're all on pods, that makes the most sense to chat about them too. Gonzaga can say, or, and they they lead the bus. Like, what's the point? Like, they don't want to lose the number one overall seed. They'll probably I don't know what they'll do, but like, they have more incentive, I think, to not play it than play it to get that top seed. But again, there's no home court advantage. It's just opponent base. Like, even if they lose. Like, say it's Denver's BYU, St. Mary's, they lose. They're probably still getting a one seed. So I don't know what the big hubbub is about them not doing it. But like in the Mountain West, where there's no guaranteed team, 
I think they'd want to play it out, right? Unless you're the last team on top. I, <laughs> I think so. Well, and, you know, not only you, – you, you really kind of want to get – one of those teams, some extra good wins, right? So you're kind of looking at that semifinal round as uh, as a good place to get a, another, you know, quad one win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that might help those at large bids. So yeah, the fa- the fact that the the Mountain West has so few good wins to give, yeah, I think you do want to kind of set yourself up to have more opportunities like that because. You know, they didn't do like what some of the other conferences doing. Is I, is it the CUSA or there's another conference? Yeah, I, I thought it's that's conference USA. doing yeah, that's doing one where they're you know the top teams kind of play each other in the pods, right? Yeah, like the last uh, I want to say two or three, last five or six games, they basically yeah. break the teams. If you're a top, like maybe it's a, I don't think it's a home and home, but they take a handful of teams and like you're at a pod or tier system. Like the it might be one through six play each other five times, like they they five games something like that where they can get some better wins. Like for CUSA, it's marginally better, but Mountain West, like there's a couple of top 40 teams like San Diego State and the net rating and stuff, but they're not doing that. But like it goes back to the Colorado State who is very surprisingly, they split every team at the top. Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State, and they're no longer a team. Like we'll get to our power rankings. I think I put them number one this week, even though I said I wouldn't. (laughs) But I'm just thinking like how they won and stuff. I'm like they crushed Boise game one. But right now you're looking at Boise, Utah State. Boise State schedule is kind of coming back to bite them because they're playing all the tougher teams now. But like, it's 10-1, 10-2, 9-3, 7-3. What happens if the San Diego State games are no contest versus New Mexico? What if they're forfeits? Should they go 9-3? and three? Well, so that's a good question. I was wondering about this. You know, what do you want? Uh, I guess the, the question is that I would want to know if I was Brian Dutcher and I'm, you know, if anyone's giving me this option, the first question I would ask is, is the selection committee going to count forfeited wins in our favor? Do we get anything for that? I would think, think so. I think you get a win. It probably, it, how, okay. how does the network though? That's the problem too. They use the well, so, the, so, so now did you just add two games against like the 340th team? Ranked did you want team? to do that? Did, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. So I'm saying, if I'm Brian Dutcher, I might be saying, hey, does it help us to get cancellations? Because at this point, whatever you need to log it in that helps us the most, do it that way. Because we're not the ones quitting our season. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, Be careful of those words when we discuss the Mexico. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you know, I get your I'm, point. Not able to but play. I, but yeah. I'm also speaking from the point of view of the team that yeah. is not forfeiting the, the game Good potentially no, or fair. not not playing. So. You know, that's not my own personal view. That's just a, a choice of words there. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> but you're right. So, like, I think for – as a basketball fan, it would be fun to watch these teams because the Mountain West is pretty competitive. Like, even Nevada could make a – like, I would not – even though they're 7-5 to five in league play, they're, they've won two in a row. They're 7-2 at home. They they just swept UNLV. So, maybe that's a rebel talk. We're done with them for the power ranking and everything. But, like, they, but they're not beating, like, really good teams. Like, they play Boise State this week. We'll see how that goes. But, like, they're beating Fresno, they're beating New Mexico, they're beating, splitting Air Force. They're a team that may not win, but they, like, they can make a little noise and maybe make a semifinal. But if they're sitting at five and – but that's the point. Like, as a basketball fan, it would be fun to watch it play. But there's no I, – I think they're going to play because the downside is if you don't play, you're, you you take your best team, which is fine. It's who, 
Because it's not a bad way to pick your your automatic bid. Like choosing the conference champions is more fair because you've played everybody. There's not, not a fluke of somebody getting hot like having – like what if Marcus Williams won and goes off for 40 points all his games and they win the whole thing? Or I mean what if you just do the top four though too? Yeah. That I, yeah, I don't know how they can contractually and all that. It's always coming back to TV right, shows too. Like right. could they take – because that would be awesome too if you had Boise, Utah State, CSU, San Diego State play. That would be pretty good. Sure, and it's like, whatever, man, okay, whoever, if the Mountain West is only going to get two bids, whatever, give it to the whoever wins the tournament and whoever loses in the final, you know, and then, yeah, I don't go, know. Go from there. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what to say about it because, like, Boise has a really good record. Like, if it, it had to be by win percentage because there will be games that haven't been played and won't be played. I think they'd want to, I think your point is valid, where they'd want to play because they get more better games, those last, especially the semifinal, assuming things go to plan. But if you don't, like, I could see where you don't want to as well because what if there's a COVID issue? You can't go to Indianapolis because something comes up or games aren't played. And then what do you do? Take a backup team? Like, how does that work as well? So there's also that scenario to think of, think of too. Like, let's just say it's a Boise State, San Diego State final and Aztecs win, but somehow something happens, too many players get COVID, they can't play. Is Boise going to take their place because they don't get in for because they're not an at large team? Um. I yeah. I mean, that's they're all. Or is it a forfeit for? Or does the team San Diego State was supposed to play gets a four, moves on because Aztecs were a, a ten seed and that seven seed gets to move on just because Aztecs going to be there. Well, I mean, then you got to wonder, like, <laughs> yeah, God, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many issues. I do not envy being, you know, Dan Gavitt or Mark Emmer or you know whoever's having to make the calls at the end of the day in terms of. <laughs> how this is all going to go down. Cause like I can sit here and say, you know, you should allow conferences to be flexible. You should do all this. And they should, they should absolutely. But I, I just, I don't want to be the ones making, <laughs> the one making these decisions. Cause you know, it, everything, there's this whole ecosystem, right? And it's like, how much do you want to help the, the strong and how much do you want to try to also not you want to kind of protect the weak the weaker schools maybe you know so if these conference tournaments are going to help bring in some money that the schools need you know mm-hmm. you don't want to have these schools who just played 20 games for no reason to then not even show up for their conference tournament or even like what have if teams don't want, like what if teams don't want to play like we're done with our season then I, yeah i mean yeah opting out I I think there's a lot of there's it's just such a like a, a tangled web, right? And I think everything got so tied up together, right? These you got the media deals, the scholarships, you sponsorships, the everything, right? You've got Hotel all the guarantees, stuff. all that stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> I no one I think ever expected that we'd have to No make these changes right and so now it's like crap how do you untie this knot (laughs) i i just say like there's going to be conference tournaments are going to be played like yeah especially the major ones i think yeah like especially like we always joke about the big 10 they're really good this year like typical but they what's the point of playing a conference tournament where 80 percent of your league is going to get in essentially right it's like North. I don't know. Is Northwestern any good this year? I don't know. Big Ten basketball. They're good enough to where they could win the Big Ten tournament, but where they would need to win it to get in. Okay. Like so, like there's that's a good example actually. Perfect. Okay. 
but okay, that's my point. Like, do you want to either risk that or do you want to? <laughs> right. No, I'm exactly. not saying it's a risk, but my point, like, what's the upside of that? Like, it could knock out another team, but you're around more people more often. There could be COVID issues. Like, there's, we don't need to go too much forward. Kind of just going to circle into drain here about what, what could happen, but yeah. there's going to be plenty that don't play because you're right, major conference don't. But also, I could see, we, but like, if you're the A Sun, or the whack, and you have a dominant team. Like we mentioned, Drake. Like, and they're they're finally getting some credit there. Like, what's the benefit of those leagues doing? It? And then, and also, here's one last weird scenario. We're on my radio show. We're randomly talking about stuff with the BYU and West Coast Conference. Like, there has to be you have to decide. Like, what if? Like, I know this is weird and crazy, and I don't know if it'll how much it would fly because there's you don't want to. It's like bid manipulation, kind of. I don't know how NCAA really likes it, but what if? Like, back to WCC, Gonzaga's going to get in regardless. What if they say, we're not going to risk any COVID issues to be ready to go, we're not going to play, but the West Coast Conference Tournament still goes on and St. Mary's wins it, and they weren't expected to get in. Yeah, I mean, and I don't... Look, I don't want to get... I'm not going to accuse Gonzaga of no, this. I'm just saying I don't, in general. I don't have a good answer for that. You know, these no, are all great hypothetical questions. It's something like, I think yeah, about. Like, that's a, it is. But, and I also don't know, what is the burden, like... When a school reports to the NCAA that we've had a COVID, you know, thing, do the, how how much information does the NCAA have to gather? I, I'm just wondering. Or does schools have to give up because of HIPAA and privacy? Right. Stuff? So I'm wondering, you know, if you're a school that really doesn't want to play for two weeks right before the tournament, but you know you're going to get into the tournament. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying go get the virus, but if no. you can tell someone you've got it and go on a, you know, we're pausing. We're yeah. not, we're not, we're not opting out of our tournament. We're just pausing, man, because we have to pause our program. Because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. like that's, what, <laughs> it's like, you know, you could word that statement. I'm sure there's lawyers around the country who are chomping at the bit to get paid by the hour to write always. up that, that statement. But right? It's like during football, like people yeah. were ridiculous. Like Boise State had to miss a couple games. It was COVID, but also they had in football. I'm not sure if you're aware. People listening, if they're just here for hoops, but like there were requirements of minimum numbers of players for a couple positions. Mm-hmm. In Boise State, I think the other defensive line had two players out with season-ending injuries. So if a player or two gets COVID, it made the grand total like there was one game like only nine players were out due to COVID. Like why can't you play? It's only nine. Well, you have season-ending injuries in this position. Plus, guys, COVID at the position, we can't, we're not going to stick a true freshman or some random person who's 5'10, 190 play defensive end because right. we have to. And right. so, there are people saying Boise was ducking like San Jose State the first time and all that stuff, which is nonsense. But that is the thing they got to think about. Like, what if, like, a team, like, but then, like, it's also like one bid leagues, like, oh, well, their best team is out for COVID, but we already submitted our bid saying it's conference tournament and some random team wins. And it takes away a bid from somebody else in the NCAA tournament's watered down because you have a couple teams here or there that their top two or three teams didn't play because of COVID. And you're not going to – like, I don't know. I'm thinking of every scenario. Like, there's got to be a way to – I don't want to – like, you should – like, saying somebody's COVID, honestly, I don't think that's that big a deal in my opinion, really. But I'm not a doctor or whatever. And, like, it's – everybody knows it's out there, right? It's like, I don't right. see why it's, right. Honestly, you're hiding behind it, but it's like it's, – it's just the weirdest thing for me well, to – I don't know. About. I think I think that – what the conferences should do maybe when they submit this is they should say, you know, we, here's our, here's our format. Our champion has a choice. Our regular season champion gets a choice to participate 
in the tournament or to uh, not. And not, and to take their chances at getting yeah. an at-large bid with the selection committee. But that's, now, just, but that's the same thing. Like, if you're a, I guess it's only, it's only a couple of leagues. Like, again, West Coast Conference, that's Gonzaga, where that could manipulate a bid, where, well, we're getting in, we're going to help the league get an extra credit. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Right. I mean, it could easily make a rule that says the opposite, that says, hey, if, uh, if you are a... If you opt out of your conference tournament, you can't play. You know or they, what it really could be. Here's the best example: when the Mountain West was formed back what 27 years ago, there was no automatic bid for their champion the first year, right? Despite having enough teams and everything, because they had the eight teams in the league. I forget who won, but the champion got in because the league was good enough. Because with the whack before, like it was, it's a solid enough league where you're. Champions getting and what they could do. Here's probably the best example. But their their champion tournament champion got it. They probably got two bids that year. I don't recall because Utah is back there in the late '90s. They were good UNLV, like BYU, good team, San Diego State, New Mexico, a lot of good teams back then. But like it was just like, oh, we won, we're celebrating, but are we getting in? They could make your similar scenario where you can get both. We you can say our regular season champion is guaranteed to get in. We're still having a tournament for TV exposure slash money and to help other teams get more games to go to NCAA tournament. But the champion's not guaranteed because our regular season champions getting in. So like say, okay, yeah, that makes they, sense. Right. So if they opt out, they take the automatic bid with them. Well, not just that, but the league decides like, okay, like again, let's just say it's, well, it's hard in the mountain West. Like it's, it gets tricky because well, Boise State won the Mountain West, but it's so close. Right. See, this but, is the thing. We can't use but, Gonzaga as a good example because everyone's like, well, they're like the number one seed anyway. That's an easy but example yeah, of the game. It's like Boise State. State. Yeah, if Boise State wins this on like a tiebreaker, you know, you can't <laughs> you can't really do that. I don't so. know, but that, that's another thought. But let's move on here. That's It's just hard. See how hard it is. We're going through every scenario in 20 minutes in and I thought I had a good one, but I did it where know, right? it, it's well, also here. I just, I got one last fun thing because all of this could be for not. Sorry. I found this uh, a little while ago and forgot about it until we were talking about this. So apparently this is according to Jesse Kramer, an article from 2016 actually um, on cat, the catch and shoot.com. So apparently the Horizon League tried to submit to the NCAA (laughs) an innovative conference tournament bracket that included double elimination. And the NCAA said, no. Wait, why does Missouri, why does the Horizon League want double elimination to help their champion in case it's so close to get back in? I don't, I don't know. Like like what's the benefit of that? Unless you have a really good team, one really, 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 really good team. And and I think, I mean, this is all kind of based on, a quote from a podcast he, uh, the former director of communications for the league was on. Basically, he said it was similar to Australian rules football. They thought it would have been cool. 
they would have liked to see it. <laughs> I think that might have been it. So, I mean, that might have been why the NCAA rejected it because, like, you think it would be cool? That is not a good reason. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, we'll see what the NCAA does. And as creative as leagues might get, I think the NCAA is still going to have veto power at the end of the day. And I don't know that they can... I don't know that they can force teams to play, but I think they can go the other route and say, well, then we can force you to not, we can tell you that the consequence is you don't play in our tournament. I think what, here's what probably happened. Leagues won't play. Like I do like the idea if this, if the decision wasn't made February 26th, right when the season's ending, like that makes it easier to kind of rig the system. If it had been before the season, it's like, Oh, we're just going to do this. But I think what probably really happened, like if you're the mountain West, just have a top four team tournament play. There's no point to have San Jose State, New Mexico if they play, UNLV, I guess it's their home court, maybe they want to, but there's no point in having these huge tournaments, multi-day event type things. Just take your most realistic team to have a shot and let them play. You know what? Make it a round robin. Yeah, maybe. And then you get it, and then you know you're fulfilling your media, your media contract probably. Closer yeah. to it anyway by the number of games, you know, of a round robin with the top four from the Mountain West, and then maybe the top two of the the round robin face off in like one last game for I a championship yeah. or something. You know, I don't know. I think yeah, that you would put, be cool, and like that's the kind of creativity that I'm. That can work. That's not changing much. Like that's a good idea. You get better games. Like the, that's a good article. Maybe write this up soon. But you have a four team, four, top four teams. <laughs> Write it up before you post the uh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> we'll see. I, I, it's late already, tight, so we'll see how yeah, it goes. But like, no, I, I, I like the idea. But there's going to be—I don't know if that'll happen. But I like it. But I, I do think a lot won't play. They'll take top, top four, top six, depending on your league. But why not take, yeah, like CSU? Just take the top four teams in Mountain West: Colorado State, um, San Diego State, Boise State, Utah State. They play each other three. They, there's three games right there. They. I don't know how many days that would be, but you would just play. The th- you'd play three games, so you'd, it'd still be a four-day tournament essentially. You play game a day, so you'd play Wednesday. Like, well, whatever. Yeah, you play one game a day. The, I'm trying to think of too many things. You'd have two games a day, <laughs> but you'd play you'd play three days in a row because Boise would play Utah State, CSU, San Diego State, and obviously everybody play each, each each other. Excuse me. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the two teams with the best record play Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Sounds like a great idea to me. That that would give you some quality wins, and it wouldn't really hurt any teams at large berth, really. So why not? No, do that? in fact, it might help it. You know. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to New Mexico here because we're twenty five minutes and I'm talking about less basketball, really. But that's fine. Well, New Mexico. Here. Yeah, I mean, and New Mexico is a perfect team for us to start because they're last in our power rankings anyway. Oh, so here yeah. we go. They um did they, okay they I don't have their schedule for me because we're I have a million links, but they lost to San Jose State. Right and Air Force. Uh, so last right? week they lost to Fresno State. Oh, That's sorry, who they lost Fresno. to last week. Um, no, Air Force lost to San Jose State last That's week. That's what it was. Okay, as far as one three in a row. So boom, there's our there's our nine ten eleven. Right <laughs> no, we'll get we'll, we'll get to more about San Jose State here. I definitely want to talk about them. But yeah, um, but New yeah, Mexico. So New Mexico lost to Fresno State two games last week. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is just tough. really tough right now for them. I mean on the court and off the court. So, I mean, I think you can go into a little bit more detail about what's going on with their program right now. Yeah, I read up on the piece. I've been wrote an article on it today and everything. And so, basically, the games officially, well, San Diego State games versus Mexico are supposed to be Wednesday, tonight, and Friday. They're not being played, and it's not a COVID reason. 
It's because so that's why we're not sure if it's a. That's what we're talking before. Are these two going to be wins for Aztecs? And if they want them to be wins, for how poorly the love was rated this year. So those two games are called off. We don't know if they're forfeit or not. It's said to not be a COVID thing. They've already had three total players transfer this year. Um, one re- and they have, I believe. Um, let's see. They started 13 scholarship players. Yeah, Asine Nidaway. Sorry if that's not correct. Clear, not clear. Never been cleared to play. Keith McGee, Nolan Dorsey transferred. Dorsey most recently. Isaiah Martin missed last week because of non-COVID unspecified illness. They're down to like nine players, eight scholarship guys. Um, yeah, I know Keith McGee opted out and a while ago. Towson, I think right. Some, oh, did I, he transfer? Oh, I think I missed the thing. Um, I might, oh, be, I, man, I, I might be incorrect on this because this has been updated a million times. I thought he was coming back, maybe, but he was just sitting out this season. I might be wrong, though. So could so, I? I, I sorry. Was, yeah, this article from Jeff Grammer, who has all the good info there. I don't recall exactly. I mean, I, it's in my piece, I think, but I don't recall exactly. But like, Aztecs coach ready to go, so it's like the Mexico could compete. They've had an issue all year, a hard issue. Um, here's the thing: it's not a COVID thing. Um, oh, no, sorry. Zane Martin went to Townsend. That's what it was. Sorry, my bad. Mc, oh, know, right. My mistake. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like McGee and Dorsey, Dorsey left recently, each publicly cited either uncertainty about this, whether season would occur or mental health concerns part of the reason for leaving. Like, I'm not blaming anybody for leave, leaving for that because, again, we talked before, they're in Lubbock, Texas. They're some random West Texas city. They're playing games in Phoenix or not at home. And, Andy, it's for what? For entertainment, for, for people what? who like basketball, and to fulfill media rights deal, and it's not football where football was still tough. They were at least based in Vegas and had a home base. Basketball, you're playing Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday, Sunday. They can't well, return and, home. It's it's a mess. And go back to something you said there for a second. You said <laughs> for people who like basketball, right? Yeah. This is not enjoyable basketball right yeah. now either. I mean, no offense. I'm sorry. Uh, this has to be weighing on the players, and it's you know just this whole situation, and is obviously coming out on the court right now too. And like we were talking before the you know we started recording here about just like man, life's tough right now, and yeah. I I don't even have to go out and you know perform on TV and you know in this like high mm-hmm. competition stuff. Like man, it's it's just tough to want to go do anything yeah. right now. So like I get it and i'm not trying to like completely rag on on anyone but it's like it's not like they're going out and winning a bunch of the fans aren't happy with what they're seeing either it's not like they're close losses or you know the fans aren't happy with the product i don't think the players want to be playing i I think the more that paul weir is out there coaching this team like this with this going on the likelier it is that he's not New Mexico's coach in the future. You know, it's like none of this is benefiting anybody except whoever might be making some money. The opposing teams to get victories. I don't know. I guess. But even then we were talking before about how, you know, do you really want New Mexico on your schedule? How good does that win need to be to be a, you know, a net positive for you to put a 340th ranked team on your, (laughs) on your net ranking so yeah i mean bad it's bad so whatever happens whatever shakes out i get it and i'm not really gonna i'm not gonna them and san jose state honestly too because they've been put through the ringer as Mm -hmm. well like you know teams that have gotten to 
I mean, everybody's been put through the ringer, right? But teams who have gotten to stay home have (laughs) dealt with quite a bit less uncertainty, right? So I would say the fact that they've pushed on this long is fine. I think I compared it to Chicago State uh, earlier, you know, they they canceled their season after finishing the non-conference and and <laughs> saying, look, we're just not going to do the whack season. Yeah, do they want to go to Seattle or right, Rio Grande Valley? We don't even like, belong in this fun. league geographically. None of this makes sense. Yeah, so like it, I, I get it. It's just bad. It's just not a good situation. And I, what they're one and eleven. What's the best they can finish in the league? Yeah, and it's like well, Paul Weir's like he talks to the conference like, can we adjust your schedule, give our guys a break or something? Like he he's trying to do that because he realizes it's tough and it's it's tough on him. But there's no doubt like these guys are doing classes, they're trying to do do things to education and part of it too. Because a lot of these guys like well, when they go to college, we have classes or you can't play, and it's probably would have been right. virtual regardless, even if they're in Albuquerque, but. They're different time zones, different schedule. And again, and not, you're not for, home. Yeah, Vir- virtual school at home and you virtual your school couch. from some hotel room or some know? lobby or lounge to give it, you some like right, conference. You know, room. from the uh, the manager's office at Ability Three Sixty. <laughs> or the Best Western. I don't know. Just right. Yeah, it's like I don't know how they're pulling it off. So I mean, kudos to them to for for sticking it out this long. But like I said, I get. Whatever happens, they're gonna have my support and like the good and I hope the best for all the players. Whether they stay at UNM, whether they decide they need to move to take a break, move to another program that might, you know, be better for them. Yeah. Here's a quote that's not great from Paul from Paul Weir. He's like, hope he's like, well, hopefully the next couple days not playing San Jose will help us out, kind of recalibrate and relax a little bit. And get back to the threshold of enough healthy players. So, but then he also mentions, goes on to say, well, maybe we'll get some walk-ons. I'm like thinking, where are these walk-ons coming from? Like, are these chilling Albuquerque, shooting hoops on their self, on their own? Because he he sa- says like get, get some walk-ons that perhaps haven't been part of our team for a while, back in shape physically and mentally to where they could compete basketball or on the court, and then finish the season as best as we possibly can. Like, seriously, I mean, start, what start is the point? Right, exactly. What are we doing? We're going to call up some scout team guys who are like, you know, who played five years ago and be like, hey, man, do you still need credits (laughs) to get to your major? Because I think we still have some eligibility left and we would love to have you back at school for, well, not at the school, uh, in Lubbock, actually. You know, it's like, what are we doing? No, that's too much work. That's If it made sense, it'd be one thing, but none of that makes sense. Here's also what you mentioned, grammar piece, which is why these games will probably end up being forfeitures. The Mountain West does not allow a team to simply choose not to play a league game, but this but this season does allow for a team not to play if it's available scholarship player count drops below seven due to COVID-19 related matters. Okay, well, New Mexico doesn't have that because they're above that amount. However, um, here's where it's funny. Not sorry, not funny, but kind of oh, kind of oh, that's an interesting yeah, thought. Uh, yeah. Not sorry, I, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah. But like yeah, they don't have any, they don't have any positive cases, but it's opinion that it's all circumstance of circumstances, circumstance, excuse me, all around COVID nineteen, which duh, gift gestures and everything because it is. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Like this is the most rigorous schedule that Paul Weir said, like rigorous bubble anybody could ever imagine, which is not a bubble you're traveling everywhere. It's coming to the price like. Like, like me, like, there's crap I don't want no time. I'm just chilling at home and taking my kids to school. It's like, 
I, I don't get it. Like, like, I get like, if they're not going to play, I don't care. It's the right decision. They should not be playing at this point. Like, they're, if you're going to say their quitters are giving up, no, go away and go 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 be by yourself because that's the wrong opinion to take, and it's quite well, Roy Williams' opinion, right? I'm pretty sure I saw him say that. You know, who said opting this? out is just Roy Williams. Oh, <laughs> he was like, uh, you know what, opting out is opting out is just a fancy way of saying quit. Oh or, you know, some some it's like him and Gary know. Anderson hang out together and say there's no opt out right. to Utah State. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, like, Paul, okay, here's the last little bit. Paul Weir says. It's not a season's still a go, so yep. I, I don't know what that means. He's like, here's what he says: I can't sit here and say 100 we're going to be in this next game or after that. Their intent is to play at Colorado State next Tuesday yeah. and Thursday. That's um, that, that's the quote that I had seen too. That yeah. their intent is to play, which is again, I so you know in my in my real life away from basketball, right? Uh, in writing about it, I I work for a law firm, mm-hmm. and it's like, yep. That is some very carefully worded yeah. language, you yes. know. Our intent is to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if injured players. I guess what they could technically do, like, oh, we have only seven scholarship players that able to play. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's like this is. I guess yeah. this is kind of article I'm reading. It's um, kind of repeats some of the same quotes as the other one, but like, all. It's the last thing I'm saying. This like, I don't care. Like, don't. Like, yeah. Honestly, go home. Get right and be ready for next year. Like Paul, we're saying the right things. Like our oh, tends to play because I don't know if there's a contractual obligation for because that's why football play. We, we did, did the math, figured it's better to do this than not. But also, again, football is once a week. They were in one place in Vegas, while not ideal and still not great. It's not like this where they're going to Lubbock, they're going to all these different states and cities and playing. Like they're at Dixie State for a couple, of, like or no, for like yeah. a week, right? It's like. Yeah it's not a healthy way to play. And so if they don't play, I would probably like, honestly, did you read the New York times thing about UConn national champions? Cause they didn't play football. It's like, I will applaud them if they stop and play, be- not play because it's the right thing to do. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm going to applaud it. If it's, you know, not because it's a, a, a stand against, you know, whatever, but I'll applaud it in terms of you looked at the facts and you made the right decision for your players and your program. Yeah, that, yes. That that's what I will applaud. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I don't I hope that they don't, you know, try to like martyr themselves or, you know, anything like that necessarily, because I think there's that's kind of a weird look, but um yeah. So no, here's no, a question no, for no, you. Eight, eight just, players, man. Come on. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So here, I'll segue. So like we said, this was our, they were our number 11 team in the power rankings. We're saying, you know, we'd understand if they hung it up. What about Air Force? What about number 10 Air Force? They're 2-10 and 10 in the Mountain West. They've lost 9 of 10. They just got swept by San, San Jose State at Ability 360 in <laughs> Phoenix. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. If any team doesn't want to play, I'm fine with it. Okay. That's, so my, bl- that's my blanket answer. If you feel it's okay. not the best for your student athletes to participate well, yeah. in a season i, I, I would not blame way, anybody i think from from day one right i yeah. mean you know kind of the anti-gary anderson <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah maybe maybe it wasn't the best idea to log 16 games before making this decision you know when none of the logistics made any sense well, in the first place but because they knew they weren't going to play at home now okay but okay 
right. I, I don't want if we could talk about. No, I'm just saying. But my my point. No, you're I just right. Saw, you're right. I'm saying. But no, Air Force. Like they're gonna play. Be, they like, will, and they'll finish out. And it's Air Force because they're very disciplined, right? And they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything that might even be construed by Roy Williams as quitting. <laughs> So they would never. Joe Scott, no, man, he's he's got him. They're going to keep going. They'll probably steal another good win or two, you know, like they got that upset over Nevada. But, man, they've had a rough, rough go of it. I mean, yeah, yeah losing, losing twice to San Jose State. But, okay, but so number nine, San Jose State. <laughs> so Ooh, boy. this is the highest I've, I've seen them. John Perlow is getting things done. Three straight wins, baby. That's the first time he's ever done this. Oh, my goodness. That's well, I mean, consider they yes. only won four games and like I think only two D1 games in his first two seasons, like you know, in each of those. So the fact that they're at five wins now, mm-hmm. you know, it's look, they're five and 11, they're three and nine. We're not gonna, it's progress, <laughs> we're not putting him in the tournament yet, and also yeah. without, um. What's his name? Washington. I'm without Richard Washington. Richard Washington, yeah. Obviously, without Seneca Knight, who's not even with the program anymore. Yeah. Like, he's doing it with, with new guys who've come in. Ralph Agee has been good yeah, 20... in the post. I mean, look, Air Force, <laughs> that's a team that's going to make a lot of post guys look real good. But He is 9 of 11. Come on, that's good. Yeah, I, you got to still make the shots. I don't care how bad their defense is. So, yeah. And, you know, uh, Jalen Dalcourt has looked good. Amari Moore uh, just kind of fills up the stat sheet and sort of runs things there. So, I don't know. It's not – it's progress. Yeah. You know? Are you, it's weird to feel better about San Jose State's prospects at the moment than you than New Mexico's, right? Yeah, that just feels really wrong, but it is how, how we feel. And so you'll probably see San Jose State finish because, I mean, Jean Prelot is also – He's learning things about his team. He's finding out guys, you know, he's got young freshmen that they brought in. Um, They've got transfers that they brought in, you know, Sebastian Mendoza, I think is another guy Mm -hmm. who's coming off the bench to score some. And, you know, it's like they're, they're learning stuff and they're doing things that their program hasn't done before. Right. They three wins in a row for Jean Brillo in the mountain West. No matter like, it's not like they beat Simpson University three times. It's, you know, <laughs> it's still Air Force and uh, was the other one New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they split with New Mexico and then swept Air Force, right? So we'll yeah, see. They got UNLV, which is potential at Wyoming. We'll see. They might get a couple more wins. So we'll see, man. We'll see. It's good so, progress. We'll see them doing well. It so is. Who's next? It's on nice the to list? say something positive about them for once and like mean it and not have to like <laughs> dig for it. So yeah. that's really nice. I, I'm just happy for San Jose State this week and I hope that they win out, man. That'd be great. All right. Next is Fresno State. Um, mm. Kind of a little surprised to see them here. They're really close. So it's a pretty good gap between our bottom three and then Fresno at eight. As it should uh, be. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a pretty good gap between San Jose State and Fresno. Um, it was kind of weird because like they were eighth last week. They won both of their games, but it was against New Mexico. So yeah. one thing that was kind of weird, um, I don't really know what happened. I was trying to, it, it was weird because the announcers didn't know what was going on. Nobody really seemed to know what was going on. So Dion Stroud missed a game and I thought it was just like maybe due to injury or, you know, something undisclosed, whatever. Yeah. And then he sat out the entire first half <laughs> in the second game. And then he, or maybe it was the first game. I don't remember. But 
he missed a game, and then in one of the games against New Mexico, he sat out just the half, and then came in at halftime and had like six monster dunks and like led <laughs> the team in scoring. Deion Stroud's crazy. That dude is maybe the most entertaining guy in the league to watch because he can dunk like crazy. I know Fresno State's kind of like a forgettable team sometimes, right? But I think Air Force is a little more forgettable than they are at this point. Fresno State. If you want to watch a, an entertaining guy, at least, I mean, Dion Stroud is doing, but a bad thing for Fresno State, I mean, a little bit anyway, is that as Dion Stroud and, and Junior Ballard are kind of having a couple good games in a row, Orlando Robinson's production's gone down a little bit, so maybe something to keep an eye on, but I don't know. They're they're smack dab in the in the middle of the pack here so them and UNLV the, uh them and UNLV but the UNLV is not next uh Wyoming is actually next sure that's right go point so, so Wyoming. we got Wyoming at seven um and UNLV at six Marcus Williams with CBS Sports mm-hmm. National freshman of the year a week last week I mean yeah and every every time Wyoming plays you know it seems like wait Wait, 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 wait. Marcus Williams was freshman of the week last week? I think so, or recently. I think it must have been two weeks. Oh, maybe that yeah, was it. It must have been the weeks that they, they've swept Nevada. Yeah, they, be, yeah, they lost to San Diego State by like 57 Yeah, yeah, it must have been the week points. before. I was sorry. like, wow, he must have done really well. 60 points a game, and the team's worth yeah, 75. Uh, yeah, uh, it's tough. Like, they got a bright future. Like, beating Nevada, yeah. those are pretty good. Those are surprising wins. Those, those are good wins, you know, but hey – what is it, 72, 80, or whatever the altitude? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 72, 70, 72, 20. 70, okay. Yeah. But the CSU games, I do also, hold on, time out. Have you seen the uniforms they're going to wear? Ooh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. I, so, Amazing. So someone sent them to me yesterday, but without any context. And I didn't know that they were doing this, you know, border war uniform thing. And so I got sent this and i thought it was just like a complete rebrand for the university and i was like no no i what you can't ditch the the brown you know the yeah the brown and gold the you lovely can't, brown you and can't gold i lo- hey i love it i love their colors so i was like no but then somebody was like no it's just for just for this series it's like okay they're actually awesome i love them so that's one reason they are to watch these so games. clean oh my gosh yeah uh, and now is Colorado State wearing something too? I didn't see if they are. I mean, like they do in football. They, they have the like orange, orange and the Rams. Blue ones, they right? see yeah. the remember Colorado A and M Rams. And right. So, <clears throat> and, and I've seen the basketball. I know there's one of these pictures of David Roddy we use on on the site that we you know we're oh yeah, yeah like, the bright orange yeah definitely has photos are those. guys sorry photos are an issue this year. There's not many photographers that we're doing the best it's we can tough, sometimes. Yeah. Well, and the off season comes and it's like, oh, we, you know, like there's not a lot of new games happening. So. Oh, I thought when they played Boise, they had them. That's not the case, but they do have like an orange. They do for football. They like because the Colorado, like I said, A and M Rams. They do have like an orange, uh, like almost a fluorescent orange. But I'm, yeah, I don't know if they're doing it this week. That'll be fun, but yeah, I mean, just watch I the uniforms. It... Come on, it's on the what Mountain West Network, I think on. Was it Thursday? Yeah, it's a Friday Sunday yeah. series, right? I believe I'm uh, that. I believe so. I had it right here. I sorry, I, I just published our, our <laughs> scheduled our, our preview for the show that happened. Um, yeah, seven o'clock Mountain Time on the fourth, which is Thursday. Yeah, so Thursday. There we go. Probably by the time you listen to this, this will be out there. So, um, but no, just that's the main reason to watch this game. Also, 
Marcus Williams, and haven't you heard? Colorado State's pretty good, guys. They swept every good. team in the conference at the time. Hey, I mean, come on. It's the border war. It's a rivalry game. You always got to watch those. I mean, I watched UNLV Nevada. That's a rivalry game, too. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. All right, so how much, okay, is, so the, how much are you favored by, really quick, BPI? Ooh, we're doing the BPI game. Uh, is this quick. for Colorado State, Wyoming? Of course, yeah. Ooh, I'm going to say uh, – you're asking the percentage or the points? Percentage. Percentage. I'm going to say 83, Colorado State? You're getting good, 88. 88, all right, all right. So, but yeah, well, I mean, like, with Marcus Williams, anything could happen. I don't think they're going to win. But, like, he's going to have to put up 25 points and make it interesting for a little bit. And going forward, yeah. like, we mentioned going years down the road, but, like, Here's the thing, if CSU wants to be considered as an and we'll like maybe this will be our CSU talk possibly, we'll bring up again later, but like if they want to be considered for like an at large bid, they cannot lose these type of games. Like right. Wyoming, New Mexico, they have a right. random Did you see they play Northern Colorado on the sixteenth? Yeah, I don't I don't know where that came from. I did see that though. <laughs> I was when, I was doing, when I was doing this piece, I was, you know, looking at the upcoming schedule to find out, you know, who they play in next and I was like, what? Let me ask you this. Okay. Is Nico Medved coach of the year at the moment? Ooh. Him or yeah. Leon Rice? Close. Right, exactly. It's like, oh man, but Leon Rice finally has Boise at first place, right? <laughs> you know, it's like I think Nico Medved, um, just because everyone Boise State is ex- is playing at expectations, I think, whereas Colorado State was supposed to be good, but like, whoa, this good? This soon? That's the problem so, yeah, people I, have with these awards, like in football. Brian Harson never wins when he's a coach. So they're supposed to be good. Is it the best coach doing the best job, or the team that over over exceeds? So well, who won it last? You know, it's like I don't know. It I, seems like that's always the Brian Dutcher versus Craig Smith kind of conversation, or you know, something like that. It's like, you know, it's is it the the coach who did what? Yeah, exactly. Did what he was supposed to, or overachieved? So I think I I'm of the mind that you give it to Nico Medved. Um, because I, I'm more impressed Me too. by what he's done with what he's got. Because, like, you know, Leon Rice is doing this with a lot of guys who transferred from Arizona or, you Ooh. know, like, it's not like Eastern Tennessee State or East Tennessee State's <laughs> a bad program either. You know, it sounds like, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere, but it ETSU is. is a good program and Laden Armish is not. You know, he's not some like forgotten piece that came out of nowhere. He was expected to be a guy who was going to be your middle stopper guy. So, any, I'm more impressed with what uh, Nico Medved has done with a roster of guys. You know, of Adam Thistlewoods and Kendall Moore's mm-hmm. and John Tanjay's. You know, I, I I love the team. It's so much fun to watch. It's like. It's such a college basketball team too, because like I don't doubt that Isaiah Stevens and and David Roddy could play professionally, probably. They don't care, and maybe will. But like this just feels like a college basketball team, not a not a team of dudes who are like waiting to become pros. But like these guys just feel like a college team. I have no way to quantify that or back that up. <laughs> That's all just like vibes. I don't know. But we'll see. They got getting about eight yeah. to ten games left, so we'll see. I just go on your point because we're like midway yeah. conference play. I think right now it's between those two and a boy who keeps winning, and they finish like with two losses. Yeah, most likely Leon Rice. But just a good point. So we have to talk about UNLV. We're obligated. They we are um, obligated. 
I guess they're, they're number six. They yeah, got, so they're next in our power rankings. You know, um, they got swept they, by rivals. They got swept. They almost beat Nevada the second game, and then they just like fell apart completely. Well, should say Zane Meeks just snatched a victory from the jaws of defeat. Uh, and man, I don't. This Nevada team is fun. I like them. I like where they're going. I hope that this core sticks around together for a season or two. I think that would be very cool. Um, they're they're a fun team. UNLV, this core needs to learn how to play together. They've got some fun pieces, but I don't know how well they fit. Um, but you had Bryce Hamilton out the last two games too, so that doesn't help. Does not help. Uh, you know, they lost the first one by 29 points. The second one they lose in like 10. Did it end up being 10 points? It oh did, yeah. They were up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How quickly did that fall off? Oh man. I like, I knew that they were winning in the, yeah, and that's just, ugh, not good. But we'll see. Like, they got Air Force. They might get a couple wins there. They still San Jose State, Fresno. But it's, it's like they had the big layoff a while back. And again, Bryce Hamilton's out. And I don't want to judge teams too hard how they're doing this year. It's, again, we already beat that to death how difficult it is. But sure. there are expectations for UNLV that aren't being met at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, they're kind of being met, like, not met in sort of spectacular fashion. Right? <laughs> Where you're like, whoa, you guys are really not meeting expectations, huh? Um, it's pretty, pretty noticeable. So... You wonder what's going on because, yeah, it's like it seems like there's a bigger issue with the team than just like some guys who are struggling a little bit to shoot right now or who maybe need to work on their fundamentals. Like seems like, I don't know, is this the right group of guys, you know, uh, throughout the, the program? Like I, TJ Otzelberger, obviously you don't want to give up. There's a lot of promising things right but you know you got to keep an eye on whether people are meeting the expectations you set out because tj otzelberger came in with huge expectations i mean every you, rebel coach comes with those expectations sure but like we're talking about a south dakota state you know he's coming over after some really big wins he coached you know mike don mike don brought david jenkins with him it's like i don't know something about unlv and maybe it's just that it's unlv right and they've yeah. They've got the national championship in their past history, right? And they've got, you know, they've got a lot of these things that a lot of... <laughs> seems like that school has a lot of pride, right? And the fan base has a lot of pride in their team. Um, and so when when promising things look to be on the horizon, they really get behind them. And then when they're not promising, they really get angry about it. And it's understandable. But, uh, yeah. Right, that seems to be kind of what's going on with UNLV. They're they're in the bad part right now. <laughs> All right, next team, San Diego, San Diego State. Which, San Diego State at four. I don't know, man. It's hard like, to, but they're seven and three. So like seven and three, they're in the mix. Obviously, like we're not any of these last four teams talking has a chance to win. Uh, obviously, the we already mentioned the New Mexico series got canceled, so they get a little bit of a break. Um, well, let's just take this as two teams at a time right now, because it's yeah. really. I, I want to talk about San Diego State, and all of it is really about the next team in front of them. <laughs> anyway, so San Diego State or Utah State, because that's who's at three right now for us is Utah State. So they split. Who do you, 
<laughs> I know they, I know they split, so I'm just asking you at this point. Like, I've got it pretty even between them, but I think I know. I think I would take San Diego State, like neutral court. They play again in a tournament right now. I think I'm taking San Diego State. Why the Aggies beat them twice? Yeah. The Aggies beat them twice, and then you know what San Diego State did? They got really mad, and then they started beating everybody by 30, and they said, hey, guys, uh, that offense that we couldn't get against at Utah State, fix that right now. And they've gone out, and they've just walloped everybody. Well, it helps when you're playing Air Force. and They've been averaging over 90 points a game the past four games. 98, yeah, 91, 87, 98. Right, and so, like, yes, it does help that you're playing Air Force and you're playing what is Wyoming, but yeah. that's way more points than they were scoring when they were beating teams before, too. Like, you know, they beat Arizona State 80 to 68. They beat UCLA 73-58. Like, those were low. Or Nevada 65-60. Right? right. So they had some struggles for a little while, right? Like, this – but the same Aries, 74-49, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of games that stand out where those are blowouts, but they're low, lower-scoring blowouts. These are the higher-scoring blowouts where they're like, offense, go. 98, 91, 87, 98. Like, whoa. I'll, that's, I'll so, actually agree with you. You know why? Because Utah yeah. State lost to UNLV. And they sure did. I didn't want to have to say <laughs> They sure did. <laughs> And remember, my team was Utah State to win it all, and so which is I know. not out That's of the That's why I'm making you defend I know. them. It's, it's, they could, okay, here's the thing. They've already beaten them twice, so I know they can do it. Right. But looking That's at true. who's played from the, from those two teams have been playing from that series, clearly you're correct with the Aztecs would have put up 100 points versus New Mexico. Like, if you really look at it, I could have honestly, honestly seen them averaging like 85 a game up until the Boise series. Because they would have had New Mexico, San Jose State, and Fresno State. <laughs> like they're gonna be, they're gonna win every one of those games, and they're gonna probably s- slowly move up our rankings. But I would, I would probably take San Diego State at the moment. That just because of the difference of the way the two have been playing. Because the um, Aggies have lost twice. They yeah, lost- they're two and two since you know that big sweep. And so this was the other thing too that while San Diego State's offense is going crazy. Utah State, really known for their defense, they gave up 76 points to Colorado. Sorry, no, they gave up 84 84, points to Colorado State. They gave up 74 points to UNLV in the one that they in the game that they won. And then they lost the close, you know, the close defensive battle. That's the offensive issues there, though. That's the thing. Like they were garbage. We talked about last time, but but I I don't know. I'm just saying. I lean. Aztecs are playing more clean. Like they're playing more consistent. Yeah, so I'm just saying, you know, I because it's really, really tempting to say, like, yeah, I mean, the San Diego State or Utah State swept the Aztecs, so yeah, put them ahead of them in the standings, and their conference record is better because you know they're it ten is. and two, and San Diego <laughs> State's seven and three, and so like I understand those. So so if that is how you know you ranked. Or if you currently rank the teams, because that's what the standings say. I think I think I put Utah State ahead because they swept the Aztecs. And that, but it's also two point two point difference. It's close for sure. And I'm just saying, like, so for all of those completely valid reasons to put Utah State ahead of San Diego State, the reason that I did not, and I put San Diego State ahead of Utah State here, was because of the way that they've been playing since the series, and just that this. San Diego State team looks different. Um, well, you know, I, I vote in the uh, the Rockin' 25 poll. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we post our, our poll on Twitter and, and the radio in, in Lubbock, actually. 
<laughs> but <laughs> we, uh, I, I put San Diego State in my rankings this week, man. Like they're they're playing that well. They're playing like the team that I thought that they were back when they actually weren't that team. <laughs> you know, like okay, this is the San Diego State team. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I. I, I like the way that they're playing right now, but but yeah, I think it's pretty close right between Utah State and San Diego State. But um, well, even CSU, they're three points apart. Well, yeah, and then you got CSU, who we yeah. mentioned about them a bit. But like any team can win this whole thing. That's what we're looking at right now. Like CSU, totally. who does CSU have up? They have Wyoming, so we talked about that for a minute. So yep, and they've got you know we'll see about their jerseys or their uniforms. You know, if I they... saw nothing on the Colorado and that said anything about Man, it. So it'd be nice if they disappointing. Both... They should. That would <laughs> but... be great. It'd be off aesthetically pleasing. That bright orange versus the white. It'd be nice. So let's talk about a team that wears bright orange consistently. Boise State. Yeah, that was a bad transition. <laughs> That's but whatever. No, Broncos. did you like it? Okay. <laughs> They're ten and one. Their schedule is getting tough. They split their last series, and again, okay. Can I? Can we settle this once and for all that that it was an upset victory? <laughs> Colorado State had over Boise. Oh boy, yeah, I saw that. Like what? It's like I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I I can name names. I, on the, he's on Twitter. You can find him. He's the, uh, I think the, the Air Force here. radio play-by-play guy. Say, it's not an upset. I test I'm like, Ken Pump says it's upset. Sagrid says it's upset. Vegas says it's an upset. They're on the road. Like, or no, not on the road. Sorry, it was a home game for them. But like, what else What else is an upset? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, it's how, how broadly and they won by 18 you define points. it. It wasn't like a last-second win. They were not favored. Every metric said, like, you're like, well, metrics are different. Like, how do you know going into a game who's better? I know you can watch every game, but you're not watching every game of these teams. It was an upset, and I don't care. Nobody's going to tell me other. And the way like three people say it's not really an upset. Like, yeah, I mean, I think, like, I think you know, it's not a UMBC over Virginia. No, I haven't mentioned it's, like it's not a, a fifteen over a two, it's but like it's a, you know, it's it's technically an upset. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the one reason I say it's more of an upset, like it's fairly honestly, it's fairly minor because I think it was like a three point line. But they end up winning by almost 20 as well. It's not like they won on a last-second shot and to win. Like, oh, it's an upset win. They beat the line whatever. They, they dominated and won by almost 20 points. Or no, they did win by 22 points. 78-56? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't or know. what's that? If, yeah. Maybe, maybe you could have called it a shocker or, you know, a uh, – what? I think at this point it's just kind of splitting hairs. No, but yeah. it's not. It's an upset. You're, you're a three-point underdog. You win by 22 points. Where's the not upset there? Tell me how that's not an upset. It's an upset. I already said you're technically no, you, correct. You were you're trying yelling. to split hairs. You were just saying people were splitting hairs. I'm saying that he's he's splitting hairs over you using that specific word upset to mean he's saying an upset. This is how I'm reading the situation, right? <laughs> is that, this is so is that, stupid. Exactly, and that's why I said we're just splitting hands. I know. This is also stupid, but, but I'm my, right. my reading is that you are right, but that he is objecting to you saying that this is like completely unexpected. Like he's saying Colorado State is good enough that we shouldn't be considering these types of wins upsets because we're really just underrating Colorado State. That's how I'm reading. He's his, not wrong, his... but again, he was by 22 points. Yeah, well, no, it's an upset. So, so there we go. All right, split. but. 
they're good. Are they going to get upset again this week? Because they're playing Nevada, and this time, if they lose, I don't think anybody's going on Twitter to say it's not an upset. (laughs) So I'll keep an eye. I'll I'll unmute the guy and see what happens. Well, there you go. Yeah, Uh, put him on notification. No, they got. No wait, CSU. No, they got Wyoming. No, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Boise. Oh, Boise. Paul. Oh, sorry. I'm saying if Boise goes, you know, they're they're going to Lawler. Mm-hmm. If they go to Reno and if they lose, well, first off, they're not number one next week. Is that an upset? <laughs> Duh. Okay, hold on. Duh. BPI game. I, Ooh, I trust the BPI. Who's favorite in this game? First of all, that's a good question. Actually, I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what the BPI thinks of of Boise State. Okay, they're favored clearly. What do you, game one? What do you think the odds are for BPI? Seventy four. You're getting better. Seventy point four. Man, you got three I of the get... three, two of the three numbers right. Actually, I technically, you got them all four right because it's seventy point four. Yeah, I said seventy four point zero. I said that. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> um, like this is this honestly, this is an intriguing game because Nevada's kind of been pesky against a bunch of teams here and there. Like they're only seven to five. They're twelve and seven. They have been okay. Like we mentioned, Sherfield all the time. Like he's one of their best players, playing extremely well. Like yeah, they beat Nevada, UNLV, but they lost to Wyoming. Like they're not beating any good teams. They're just uh, maybe I shouldn't call them as good as they are, but like the teams are beating, they're beating fairly convincingly. Like they beat New Mexico by double digits. They were fairly close in both Aztec losses, so there's something there. But they easily beat Fresno. Like the Wyoming series is the only big concern of me. But when they're a team where they're not necessarily up and down, but they're kind of beating who they should be beating outside mm-hmm. of the Wyoming series. I mean, Nevada has been fifth in our power rankings every for <laughs> months. Yeah, since like every single week. I think we've been doing this maybe. Maybe so, Wyoming was ahead once or twice, but even they may have been fifth still. Yeah. Oh, yeah, CSU that's right, had to that's climb right. up from the bottom. Yeah. So anyway, like I think that's just kind of, yeah, who, who Nevada is. But I think they could, you know, they showed, they played close with San Diego State, like you said. It's going to be interesting. Um you know, does Nevada – can they stop Boise State's offense? Because, yeah, Boise State's defense is surprisingly good. Um, Nevada's isn't all that great. I don't know. It's not awful, but it's yeah. – I mean, Boise State should win these games, but they're they playing should. on the road. I could see Nevada taking one of these. Grant Sherfield, I mean, he's a guy who can carry a team on his back. He did it, you know. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too crazy over wins over like Nebraska in the yeah. in the early season. You tell me you don't trust Nebraska ball. <laughs> I do not trust Nebraska ball. I never have. No, that's not true. I did I did at some point, I'm sure. They had Tim Miles when he was around, so that was not bad, but oh, I gotta love Tim Miles. That's that's right. That is when I trusted Nebraska ball. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. I love Tim Miles. All right. Um I think gosh, yeah, Nevada's like sweep city, baby. It's just like ever since that Air Force series, like sweep New Mexico, get swept. Sweep Fresno State, get swept. Sweep UNLV. So are they going to get swept? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, I'm I'm leaning toward yes. Like I think there'll be one game that'll be close, but I think Boise takes care of both these games. I don't think... I think that's that's probably a really good uh, prediction is that Boise State's going to look like they're going to lose one of these games and then pull it out. And then they're going to like dominate in the other one, probably. I guess the only one last thing to consider is like, this is the only like their schedules increasing difficulty every week going forward. Yeah. And while Nevada's not great, they're still better than New Mexico, better than um, 
maybe not Wyoming, but you get my point. Like they're better than Air Force, those San Jose State. Oh so, yeah, Nevada is way closer to the top four than they are to the bottom of the league. Yeah. For like, if I had to split the league off, and I was like really gonna put Nevada into one of the two groups, they definitely go with the top four as like, oh, you're a good team, <laughs> you know, not like, oh, you're you're out here. Exactly. So like, yeah, that's my prediction. Like, the next, we'll see what Nevada does, but Boise's probably gonna win both. They'll be top of the rankings most likely next week. But that's a series to watch in the week. So it would be interesting if they did split though, because we could have like a four way tie okay. at first. <laughs> We'll see. And speaking of that, check out every Monday our buddy Sean puts up the like, kind of projected seed- seedings or conference standings. So that keeps changing every week, and people seem to like it. So check that out on Mondays as and well. The, and those are different from the power rankings, by the yes. way. That's like that's you know that's the current that's like the Mountain West leaderboard. For yeah, like if the, the Mountain West tournament. Yeah, like if the conference tournament was today, here's the matchup or seeds, and then kind of a little blurb about a couple games. Yeah, the power rankings is our stat folks. This is clearly. Your record is what your record is, and if you're number one, you're number one there because you have the best record, not necessarily. Yeah, a little, a little more like a tracker. Yeah, so it's like because like, like, oh, are you getting a buy? Just, yeah, yeah. Just two of different things. things. So you got all sorts of content coming at like, yeah. mwire.com. Check check all that out. But we'll be back next time. Next, some probably Tuesday next week. We kind of mix up the schedule, but we'll figure it out. I mean, life gets in the way, but we always we always make it on here. We make it here, and also it's kind of good with the New Mexico news kind of broke out earlier Wednesday. Yeah, night, we so actually did kind of get lucky there. So we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, check us back next week. Uh, go to Spotify, iTunes, where, I, well, sorry, excuse me, Apple Podcasts to download the show. <laughs> Got to get that right. They may come after me. I don't know. But yeah, check out our show anywhere you get it. And yeah, check out the season's... Uh, it's getting crazy. The next couple weeks, like, check out all our previews and recaps we're doing. It's a little wonky again because of the series. But uh, I guess the big news we'll watch about New Mexico and see these games this week. But, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be back next week to see what happens, folks. We'll see you then.